Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Jay Foster. Today we have got all kinds of news about the forward core of the Blue Jackets to talk about. We've got free agent signing, we've got a contract signing, and we're going to look at how the Blue Jackets lines are going to shape up when the season gets underway in January. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So, we were all waiting for the big free agent signing, you know, everyone was speculating, oh, is it going to be Taylor Hall, is it going to be Mike Hoffman, is it going to be this guy, that guy? Um, Yama Kekalainen finally made a signing. Um, he signed Miko Koivu to a one-year, $1.5 million deal, um, which, while unexpected, I actually really like as a, as a signing. Um... I think he solidifies our bottom six centre position. Um, he's fairly cheap. He, by all accounts, is a really great team guy. Um, and you know, for for one year, it's here or there. It's you know, it's not really here or there. Um, the the biggest positive is he's you know he's well known as a face off guy which is great because you know the jackets need all the help they can get in that aspect um, and he is also uh, because he plays center he can me it means that he can uh, play in that bottom six role and he can send Boone Jenner and Nick Felino back to the wing which they're more effective in. Anyway, especially Boone Jenner. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, actually. Um, I would be really interested to see Nick Foligno, especially, um, his point totals when playing centre and his point totals when playing on the wing. Because I feel like he's never quite... Like, he's obviously never quite had that the same success as um, 2014 when he scored, like, 80 points or something. Uh, but... I don't know how much of that is due to kind of the slow slide to center he's he's taken in the past couple of seasons and how much of it is just that that was like an unsustainable unsustainable season um so I, I yeah I would be really interested in kind of looking at how few points he gets when he plays center versus how many points he gets when he's on the wing and has a little bit more room doesn't have to be quite as defensively responsible um the other the other big move that the jackets made obviously was trading for Max Domi um which again gives us really good solid center depth i think um if we assume that Pierre Luc Dubois is going to be our top line center which i mean that's basically guaranteed at this point we've got Dubois um we've got Domi we've got uh, Miko Koivu on the third line and Riley Nash on the fourth line and then you know if we need to we have um Boone Jenner and Nick Foligno can sub in um they've been talking about maybe moving Taxier to center but 
frankly, I would I would like to keep him on the wing for at least a couple more seasons to kind of finish developing and kind of growing into growing into that kind of player. So, you know, looking at looking at those four guys, when you consider the last season our centre depth was like Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, Alex Wemberg, who kind of spent most of his time on the fourth line or not playing, um, Boone Jenner, Nick Foligno and Riley Nash, and that was that was all our centres. Um, you know, we've been looking for a second-line centre um, for a while, and buying out Wenberg, trading for Domi, kind of that really helped us. Um, as much as I'm going to miss Josh Anderson, we do have a ton of really good, strong right wings. So, you know, he was kind of not extraneous, but I think something something had to give, and especially in light of the contract that he signed in Montreal, um, the seven years, I think, yeah, the, the Max Joey deal was definitely the right one, um, both on the ice in terms of on-ice product and also off the ice in terms of, like, contract value because, you know... He would, uh, a two-year deal at 5.3 on the cap, I think, versus uh, Anderson's 5.5 for seven years, which is, that's that's a long time to be play, to be paying a guy like Josh Anderson. Um, but, I mean, the Habs paid Carl Olsner a stupid amount of money, and the guy had, like, one kneecap and no other bones in his body. So, you know, what do I know? Um... I think the the center strength is going to help uh, help out our team massively, um, specifically face-offs. Um, we haven't really had a good face-off guy since Brad, since we lost Brandon Dabinsky, um, who didn't play at all last season. Uh, I believe last season, like the the season just gone, our best face-off guy was Boone Jenner, who again is not an actual center, so that's not not great in terms of. Um, in terms of on-ice product, uh, Dubois is good at many things. Face-offs is not one of them. So especially adding uh, Miko Koivu is going to really help because now we've got an actual center who we can kind of throw out in kind of important game situations. He can take them in the defensive zone. Uh, if we need to win a face-off, then you know, we can put that guy out there as opposed to just having to put like... Boone Jenner and Nick Foligno out there and hoping, um, and you know he might he might be a good influence on on Pierre Luc Dubois. Um, um, uh, so looking at um, face off percentages, we had Boone Jenner at fifty five, uh, we had Alex Manberg forty five, and then Pierre Luc Dubois at forty four point five nine, which is not great. Um, whereas. If you look at Miko Koivu's numbers, um, he did he didn't take a ton of faceoffs. Um, as far as his uh, numbers go, just because he doesn't get a lot of ice time. But if you as was career percent, his career high is fifty three point seven. Uh, he hasn't had a season under fifty percent since literally two thousand and five, two thousand and six, which was his first season in the NHL. So you know, we could do worse than throwing Miko Koivu out there and hoping, hoping for the best. Um, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about the wings and kind of what our top six, bottom six could look like. Uh, but first, let me tell you about rockauto.com. 
with the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible to go to your average storefront and get the part you need. Uh, you know, you've got to go in, you've got to endure all this pointless and intimidating questioning from someone who knows better than you, uh, or thinks it does anyway, and you have to wait for them to order the part, you have to wait for the part to come in before your car can be fixed, uh, or you could simply just go on your phone or computer and head straight to rockauto.com. Uh, rockauto.com is a family business, they've been doing this online for about 20 years now, and they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpets. Uh, if you can imagine it on or in your car, rockauto.com probably stocks it. Um, best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So no matter if you are a professional looking to stock up on your garage parts or you're a DIYer just looking for this one thing to fix your car, go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts that are available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about this box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. BuiltGo is really awesome. Uh, it is a healthy replacement for your energy drink, uh, and it's not, you know, fake energy with, you know, tons of sugar and tons of caffeine. It is lasting, and it is natural. Uh, I got some BuiltGo, and I've been using it pre-workout. I've been using it um, just, like, if I'm having a tough day, uh, if I have that kind of mental or physical wall that I really need to break through then BuiltGo will help me do that. Uh, it comes in these little, like, one and a half ounce packages, so you can just, like, throw it in your briefcase as you go to work, or you can put it in your gym bag, and, you know, or you can even just throw it in your pocket, and if you need it, it's there. Uh, it is the best workout gel on the market. Uh, it's like drinking a five-hour energy without that same kind of caffeine crash. Uh, it's like drinking a monster energy drink, but with way better results, and they come in three really delicious flavours. Uh, my favourite is the chocolate mint, but they also have a really good chocolate coconut flavour and a peanut butter honey. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of peanut butter, so I was really pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed the peanut butter honey. Um, but how does it work, you ask? Well, it combines the energy gel with uh, collagen protein, which is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's really easy on the stomach and the digestive system. Uh, and it's loaded with stuff like beta-alanine, B3 uh, vitamins, honey, and just a little bit of caffeine to keep you going. Uh, it also has uh, vitamin B12, B6, and the collagen actually promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So, you know, not only does this stuff make you feel good, it makes you look good. So if you go to builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED, you will get 30% off your next order. So that's promo code LOCKED for 30% off at builtgo.com. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore bluejackets. You can find me on Twitter at jaythegoalie. If you've got comments, questions, criticisms, uh, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. So the Blue Jackets have a lot of wings and not very many centres. That was the issue for a long time. Um, but we've kind of balanced that out a little bit. Um, so looking at kind of who I would expect to make the team next season, uh, obviously uh, just going down... Uh, down the list, Atkinson, 
obviously, Bjorkstrand, obviously, um, just wingers I'm looking at, Nick Foligno, um, Boone Jenner is listed as a centre, but we're going to count him as a winger, um, and then I would expect Eric Robinson and Alexander Texier to make the team basically immediately, um, and then uh, guys like Liam Foodie, I would be surprised if he doesn't make the team. I don't know that he'll play a lot. Um, so you know we have a lot of we have a lot of good good young guys. We've got some older guys to kind of mix it in. Um, I really like the look of this forward group. Actually, like that's the thing that the Blue Jackets have struggled with basically since. Well, we had Panarin. Um, and then that's kind of been it in terms of in terms of like offensive firepower. I know Cam Atkinson scored you know forty two, forty three goals a couple of seasons ago, um, but we're not known for you know going out there and scoring a bunch of goals. So um, this should be good, I think. Um, if you look at a guy like uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand he could score 30 goals in this league. Uh, a guy like Emil Benstrom, who I forgot to mention uh, because he's not actually on this roster list, actually because he's playing in Finland at the minute. Um, but uh, a guy like Emil Benstrom could do could do really well. Um, he could be another, you know, 25, 30 goal scorer in this league. Um, so I would expect our top six next season to look vaguely like... Dubois in the centre with uh, Bjorkstrand and Texier. Um, and then I would put Atkinson and uh, Nyquist on the wings with Domi. And then uh, Koivu, I would have uh, Foodie and Texier probably. And then I would probably rotate a bunch of guys in with Riley Nash on the fourth line. Um, but I would like to see Eric Robinson get some time. I would like to see Kevin Stenland get some time. Um, it's a shame for guys like Nathan Gerby, who I thought played really well for us this season, where we were, you know, decimated, decimated by injuries. Um, but I don't know, I like, I don't know if he stays with the club this season or if he goes back to Cleveland. Um, it's it's really tough because he only played because we were so injured and we have a lot of players that are objectively better than him, but he played so well while they were out, it's hard to justify, you know, not giving him not giving him a place. Um I would like to see him maybe as our kind of thirteenth forward. I think that if we do get more injuries, he'll definitely be one of the first guys to be called up. Um and so, you know, it's 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 looking up for the Blue Jackets on the offensive side of things. I don't ever think it was really kind of looking down. Um, we had some tough moments this season. Like, I think our leading goal scorer up front was Oliver Bjorkstrand, who had, like, 21 goals, which is, you know, not not good enough in anyone's books. I would, I would like to see kind of him recreate that. I would like to see Atkinson get back into it. Basically, everyone had down years last season, so, you know, um, I think it would be good to kind of get back into it, and hopefully, kind of, guys will find, find their scoring touch, um, and 
having more balanced centre depth should kind of even that out as well because we haven't got guys kind of constantly having to play out of position. Um, and if we can still, if we can kind of get line chemistry, that for me was the biggest issue in terms of forwards last season was I felt like we had different combinations every game and that was just no good for, no good for literally anyone. Uh, coming up in just a minute. Uh, we're going to kind of take a look around the league, look at where the guys that we thought might sign with us have signed, uh, look at who's still on the board and how likely it is that Kekalainen will sign one of them. Uh, coming up later this week, uh, I've got a couple of episodes planned to kind of break down the draft, look at the kids that we drafted, um, talk about how they might fit into the future plans. Uh, we're going to do a mailbag on Thursday, so if you've got questions, at me on Twitter or email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Uh, but right now, we are going to talk about... Well, we're going to start by talking about Taylor Hall, who I don't know if anyone expected him to sign where he was signing. Um, so he ended up signing with Buffalo for a year at $8 million, which through everyone, I think, um, but looking back, it makes sense, he gets to play on Jack Eichel's wing, he has one year to kind of recover from last season, which was kind of a down season for him, um, and then, you know, hopefully when escrow is back up and the cap is a little bit more kind of flexible, he'll be able to turn around and say, right, I will take eight years at you know, $10 million plus. Um, so, you know, it's it's a smart idea. Um, I don't know specifically why Buffalo. Um, I know Colorado was in on him for a while, but they ended up trading for noted ex-Blue Jacket Brandon Saad, um, which I really like that move for them. Um, I'm not going to get into that in any great detail, but I am a fan. Um... So, you know, we were out on Taylor Hall. Um, Mike Hoffman is still available. I don't know that we sign him. I think he's too expensive, especially considering uh, Kekalainen wants Dubois signed before we kind of do anything else. Um, Tyler Toffoli was one of my kind of stealth potential picks, uh, especially looking at what he signed for in Montreal. Um, I thought we could easily have, have kind of made that work for us, um, a very reasonable contract for Toffoli, who kind of basically used to score at will and, again, had kind of a down couple of seasons because LA was just absolutely awful. Um, kind of a stealth thought that I had about um, potential wingers. Uh, obviously, we'd have to wait for the Dubois deal to come through. Um, Vegas is super up against the cap. Um, and I think we could potentially get, like, a Max Pacioretty, um, who admittedly makes a little bit more money than I would like to pay him. But if he kind of does what Max Pacioretty normally does, I think that could be, that could be a really smart signing. Um, I would be, I would be happy with that. Um, it's just a case of if we have, I think we have, what, like 14, 14 or 15 million on the cap, if seven of that goes to Pacioretty, then that's seven or eight million towards Dubois and Gavrikov. Um, you know, I don't think Gavrikov makes more than makes more than two or three. 
but you know, Pierre Luc Dubois could easily get offer sheeted for, you know, up to ten. Um, and that's kind of that's really it in terms of the big kind of prospects out there. Um, I think Dodonov is is still available. He could be interesting, um, but mostly I think Kekalainen is happy to to let kind of just let the team shake out as it is for now. Um, everything I've read about the subject seems to be that he is he's made kind of his big move. He doesn't need big free agency signings as much as I would have liked Taylor Hall. Um, but he has to focus on signing Dubois, which I completely agree with. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully he gets signed soon and then we can kind of, we know how much money we have to play with in terms of trades and, and things like that. Uh, and I think that's all the time I have for today. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to start looking at the draft, uh, starting with Yuga Chinakov, um, and then we'll go from there. So once again, you can find this podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can find me on Twitter at JayTheGoalie, and you can email me if you so desire at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. And I will see you tomorrow.